What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Anitude, a relationship podcast about love, friendships, and everything in between. Welcome to Anitude with Anna Burr. I'm here with a very special guest. Her name is Caitlin, and she has seen my titty. So, Caitlin, say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. <laughs> so, Caitlin, actually, the reason why she saw my boob is because I got a tattoo from her. And the way I found her is she came up on my For You page on TikTok. I am not a Gen Zer, but I am an older millennial that loves to scroll through TikTok for hours on end. And Caitlin happened to pop up and she does amazing tattoos. So Caitlin, do you want to tell everybody about our like experience of what was your first impression when I walked into the shop? Okay, so first impression, I was really excited just because I knew we were going to do a before and after. Uh, I always get really nervous because um, you ended up getting a, uh, a before and after piece of a cupcake that you had on your chest. So I always get really nervous initially just because um, that's usually freehand work. So you don't really know, you know what it's going to look like uh, by the end of the tattoo. So it always freaks me out. So you're pretty much just going off of um, trying to connect with another person and visualize what they see in their head, which can be a little bit more difficult than people expect. So um, I was nervous, but um, I, I was quickly like calmed, you know, like a really like natural, like, you know, soothing personality oh, and thank you. in the nicest way to other Karens, you were not a Karen. No, so. I'm like the anti-Karen. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really excited that like you were so like relaxed and you were just ready to have like a, a nice, like positive change, which is, you know, we we're on the same page. So yes. um, yeah, first initial thing, nerves, uh, always super nervous, but yeah, it was, it quickly died down and obviously we vibed, you know, really Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We had a full on like touching conversation about our lives and mm -hmm. like we had so many similarities and I was like oh I'm gonna hang out with her after this <laughs> yeah. I hope she doesn't think I'm weird no. <laughs> um and 
yeah, so we like exchange numbers, like, you know, weirdos do. Mm -hmm. And here she is at my house slash studio recording a podcast. Oh yeah, let's go. Yes. So Caitlin, can you tell the listeners how you got started with tattooing? Like, um, are you like a big art, art head? Mm -hmm. Do you, have you always wanted to be a tattoo artist? How did it start? Okay. So it, it started like purposefully and accidentally. So Uh, Being like younger and whatnot, I was always in art classes. I was always really good at art, like naturally. Um, I was always like the top of the class. I ended up um, finishing all the art classes actually that my high school had to offer. Um, And we, me and my art teacher, Miss Davis, who I believe is still the art teacher at my school. Shout out, Miss Davis. Shout out, Miss Davis. Uh, we ended up uh, working uh, really hard together, or primarily her, because I was like a student, you know, with entrepreneurship. <laughs> but um, we helped create uh, the availability for a um, what are those classes that like the AP classes? AP classes. Oh, yeah. So now there's an AP class. Like so, there's an AP class that was created when I was a senior, just with four wow. students in it, and I was one of them. And now, from what I understand, there's multiple AP students or classes and a bunch of students. So, so you're like a trailblazer yeah, in the high school knowing. art community that's so cool yeah I mean it was definitely a cool little flex that like I mean I'm sure it was bound to happen anyways but um yeah I was really good um at art really big in art in high school and really close to my teacher Miss Davis and one day for homework she actually assigned um this piece of paper it had an outline of a cow and it was pretty much like some weird little challenge that was created by a dairy company called Lucerne Dairy Company. So they I'm have, familiar with Lucerne. They sell their products at Safeway. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. hella expensive. Oh, are they super expensive? Now? Well, they're just more expensive than the Safeway brand. Oh, they think they're better. Yeah, they think they're better. They're bougie. I thought that was Safeway's Wait, brand. it might be Safeway. Okay, I'm saying they're more expensive than the Kroger brand. Because yeah. Safeway is well, bougie. Yeah, way. like they like they have caught up on like they have not caught up. They've been it like yes, they're so good. Yes, but um, shout out Kroger, sponsor me please. Yes, I, I just got groceries today, please. Yeah, we love your food. <laughs> All your rice tastes just as good as the other rice. Yes. Um, <laughs> But so we ended up um, getting this homework from Lucerne. So I'm pretty sure my teacher just didn't really know, no offense, Miss Davis, like what uh, to assign for that week. But we ended up getting this paper from Lucerne where it was a challenge. They had an outline of a cow and you had to uh, design some kind of imagery inside the cow that mixed with the subject of their choice and dairy somehow. So that year they chose music and dairy and they called the subject music. Oh, (laughs) I love that little pun right there. Love it. (laughs) So they ended up um, doing that and I ended up just doing like some little design and some character playing um, piano that were made out of ice cream cakes and that, that was it. I didn't realize that I actually placed and then long story short, um, they end up sending like a life-size cow that you repaint the design on and then if you do a good enough job they'll award you money so I got one of the top awards and they gave me money as a reward totally unexpected didn't get entered at all so with that money I ended up cashing it out it was like 250 bucks and I went to go get my first tattoo so I ended up calling um, a tattoo shop that one of my uh, then friends recommended that she got a tattoo from and I called and just, you know, asked if they had walk-ins. And then I'm usually very shy and I don't like put myself out there, but something like to this day, like, I don't know what it was. Something like, came over you. Yeah. Like something came over me and I just like got the confidence I never had to ask like, Hey, do you guys do internships or apprenticeships? And the woman that was on the phone was like, yes, yes, absolutely. Come in, get your tattoo done. 
bring some of your, um, you know, examples of drawings and we'll check it out and we'll see, you know, um, if you're pretty much good enough for an apprenticeship. Got the tattoo, ended up being told that, you know, there's like a bunch of people looking for uh, an apprenticeship and they've all interviewed for the spot, but I'm by far one of the best. So like if I can get X amount of money, which I believe was like 2,500 bucks at the time um, together and give it to them, that would be my payment for my apprenticeship. Um, so I didn't have that money immediately. I'm 18 yeah. years old. Yeah, like where were you going to get that money? Like, mm, yeah. So I pretty much got um, a lot of amounts of money from different people, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of family members that um, donated money to the cause, primarily my mom, my grandma, I believe my godmother, my uncle, and then friends that were like able to give me 20 here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you hustled the money together yeah. and that's cool that your family was down for you to do that because yeah. I know a lot of families are like, oh, tattoos are the devil and that's mm -hmm. not a real job. So yeah. that's cool that your family was supportive. So Somewhat. I had half. Yeah, I had yeah. half and half. So like, even though my grandma ended up having such a huge chunk towards um, the apprenticeship money. Um, I remember when I was like 15, we were, she was smoking a cigarette out back and she asked me, she was like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I think I want to be a tattoo artist because I'd learned about uh, Kat Von D and she was a female artist. Yeah. And, like that was the only girl artist. And I was like, okay, if at least one girl did it, I can do it. Yeah. So like, Why the fuck not? You know? Right. So I ended up telling her like, yeah, I want to be a tattoo artist. And I'll never forget. She laughed her fucking ass off. And she was like, oh honey, it's just a phase, which I find hilarious. Cause now there's like funny TikToks where it's like, it wasn't a phase. Mom. Yeah, no, I think all of our parents that thought anything that we were doing was a phase, but we, no I think I feel, yeah, I think a lot of uh, millennials and Gen Zers and like we know what we want to do when, yeah. when we want to do it. Yeah, yeah, and there's like this weird like others like I feel like all of like millennials and Gen Z like they're gonna have a lot more of like a stubborn spark than like yeah. our past um, like the boomers like because they had yeah. to either get married and go to work at a factory or they were like already wealthy so there was yeah. no like time to like have passion projects or do things that you right. actually were passionate about so yeah. I think that was it's confusing for like older generations to be like oh yeah you're gonna do something you actually like yeah it is crazy because I feel like they're a little bit more like programmed their their minds are programmed which is fine like they definitely have routines and from what I can see you know most of the the older generation is like um, a lot more uh, put together, well put together with things that they have, houses and cars and setting up for retirement and whatnot. And like, that's all fun and everything. But um, yeah, I'm trying to party now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's how I feel too. I'm just yeah. like, you know what? My mom had like five kids at my age. I can't even fathom. Like, oh, I know, my I mom can't, too. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even take care of myself. Yeah, like, exactly, I know. I, I'm a teacher and sometimes I'm like, who put me in charge of like, I can obviously, I'm very capable, but I'm like, I'm still a baby. Yeah. Who's yeah. taking care of me? That's what I feel. Because, like, um, that's a big scary thing I've noticed with all my clients is obviously I talk to, like, so many people and I meet so many people and I get glimpses into their life. And I'm just like, how do you do all these things? Like, I have, I'm barely, you know, just like. How do they afford it? Work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. How do you afford children? I don't know. Because, like, living on your own right now is so expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah, could you imagine a child? No, and my child working. would be taken away by CPS because they would be starving. And also, they would be <laughs> eating, like, 
goldfish crackers <laughs> my only. My daughter's lucky she's still alive. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, her, but yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, I can barely take care of my cats, and their food is like five dollars a month. Cats so take care of themselves too. So exactly. Like, they would eat my dead body if I passed away. So yeah, like I can't keep plants alive. I'm surprised because I know it's supposed to go in order. Like you shouldn't get a dog before you can keep a plant alive for so long. I totally skipped that step, and I was like, cool, let's get a dog. Like I'm glad I didn't skip the dog step. Yeah. Like, cool, let's have a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I feel too. I'm like, I'm glad I had pets first because. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see how they survive. If they can live 18 yeah. years, maybe I can keep a kid alive for 18 years. Yeah. That's TBD, though. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just weird to think about. Like, I look at, like, my friends who have kids, and then they go home after a 9 to 5 yeah. or a teaching job. I'm like, how the hell do you have energy? I know, because I still need space for my dog, who's a dog. Like, yeah. I always tell her, I look at her, I'm like, I need space from you right now. Yeah. Mommy needs two hours. Like, yeah. she knows what I'm supposed to talk about, and it's a dog. It's like, imagine a child that genuinely needs me and be like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'll just put money away for your therapy. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so your apprenticeship, how did that go? How did how did you – I mean, okay, so give me a rundown on what a tattoo apprenticeship, like, encompasses. Okay. So usually, from my understanding, tattoo apprenticeship is pretty much um, a replacement. It is a different version of college. Um, so it technically would replace um, your traditional like college school and whatnot. So you pay for it. Usually it's a couple thousand dollars um, from like the minimums that I've seen. It's like a thousand bucks. It can go all the way up to like 25 grand from what I've seen. I think that's a little crazy, but um, so you initially pay for an apprenticeship um, and then in return you study underneath uh usually a lead artist and then the rest of the shop that has education to offer you so um you have a, a mentor initially and then that person takes you under their wing and you're supposed to pretty much be right next to them 24 7 watching what they're doing listening to um any like advice that they have anything that they ask you to do everything that they ask you to do usually um goes towards your learning and it's some kind of education that you can take with your own tattoo journey and right. reuse and pass down to other people. Um, so what it would look like is standard apprenticeship is usually, you know, a few years, um, just so you actually like have proper um, education before you start tattooing other people. You do, some people, you know, prefer that you tattoo on top of like pig skin or fake skin. There's a bunch of different brands that are kind of similar to fake skin, I guess, called the pound of flesh. Um, and then there's other artists that are more old school that are just like, nope, you're only gonna learn if you're tattooing on people because the, these other um, skins aren't exactly the same thing. Right. So my apprenticeship approach was you're gonna tattoo real people immediately. Whoa. Yeah, my apprenticeship, um, even though I technically did pay for one, um, it wasn't, um, the standard one that everybody else had, it made me a little bit sad and disappointed. I definitely um, left a little bit upset at the shop that I originally started at and um. uh, was a little bit like traumatized by some of like the old school things that would like happen in there because um, they were a little bit more old school, which means that they like haze people and like they're like mean and undermined they, you as like a professional or yeah. learning professional yeah it makes it like pretty much made them uh, or like they just I don't know I don't know how to explain what they did but like they they want you to earn your keep and it's by how they earned their keep you know yeah that is definitely like a kind of like a older generation mentality it was like well I went through it so you have to go through it and exactly. it's like mm, I don't I think so yeah, yeah that's not how a lot of people learn that actually makes it worse yeah I actually had a really really bad experience for my quote-unquote apprenticeship and I didn't 
um, learn directly by being like guided by a specific mentor that I had paid for you know, yeah. my education. So what ended up happening with me and how I learned is um, I actually have a really good friend named Johnny Sawiri who's in the tattoo industry as well. And both of us worked at this shop at the same time. He started a month before me. We were both really young and I think he's a couple years older than me, but we both had, like he had a little bit more experience than I did and I was just brand new. But um, typically like if we were in high school together, I don't think we'd give each other the time of day, yeah. honestly, but because like we almost like bonded through like a weird traumatic experience, like borderline, oh, wow. like um, we just like found like friendship in a place that kind of like turned negative, unfortunately, over time for everybody. And um, he noticed that I was really trying and he ended up giving me tips um, here and there. He would suggest different colors. He taught me how to work with colored pencils that is really similar to tattooing. Mm-hmm. And then when I wanted to start ordering stuff and saved up money and my mom gave me money for a Christmas gift for ink, he made a whole list of all the colors that I should order, which I still use to this day. Wow. Like, the colors in your tattoo include like it's wow. the same color palette. So um, he taught me like as much as he could with color blending yeah. and application. I would um, stay, the rule was, is you were supposed to be the first one in the shop as the apprentice and the last one out. So um, uh, after everybody would leave, I would stay there and I would clean the shop some nights and whatnot, um, or I'd wait for everybody to leave and I would secretly practice tattooing on my friends when everybody was out of the shop. Cool. Yeah, but I didn't have any equipment, so I would borrow like a needle from one of my friend's stations and then some ink caps from someone else and then a couple pigments here and there and I would just do my best based off of what I observed. Yeah. I made like a really half-assed portfolio of the best work that I did with my secret practices. Yeah. And after about a year, I ended up leaving that um, first shop. It was really hard because uh, I remember them sitting me and my friend Johnny down and they were pretty much blaming the lack of the shop's success on the fact that Johnny wasn't tattooing me because I'm his walking billboard. But then anytime I was supposed to get tattooed by my buddy, uh we got in trouble and we were told that we were supposed to be out promoting so no matter what we were in trouble and then we were were damned if you do damned if you didn't yeah we were told um that if we were to leave the shop that we would have a very hard time finding a job somewhere else because they know everybody in the industry and um so it kept us a little bit longer abusive as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Like first experience yeah i don't know if they knew that that's how it was coming right no of course not yeah i don't think so because they probably thought that was just how you kept employees around and they were the old school tattoo shop vibe like you only know what you know so yeah i i'm trying like not to like be butthurt over right now but i mean it's kind of hard not to be because that was your chance to learn and actually have guidance from like professionals so 
I looked up to him like yeah. a, lot, a lot so I was really hurtful and then with tattoo shops it's very hard to find where you fit in you have to find like a family vibe it is it isn't just like you go to any shop and fit in so right it, it was it was a little hard leaving but after that um I ended up working at um, a different shop and I thought that if I filled up my portfolio with like mainly drawings that they'd see like my potential and be like cool she can tattoo and I like I think someone just like took a chance on me and they believed in me so oh, nice. um, my second official tattoo shop job that was like my biggest most blossoming like moment I ended up um making a best friend with my then boss um we unfortunately don't talk anymore just because I was an asshole over time but um it was the best time I've ever had yeah. working at um, another tattoo shop and I was really able to grow at that point yeah. And actually, like, become the artist you are today. Yeah. So that's kind of, uh, after I I started working at that second shop, that's where I was able to start, like, understanding not every shop is mean. Not everybody is going to be, like, a jerk. That you can find really genuine friendships and genuine people. So I was allowed to, like, grow there and whatnot. And then... Um, not be traumatized on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. After, After that and working at a few other different shops and making... Um, some rounds at some other shops and whatnot, um, I ended up finally just getting my own shop. Um, so then now fast forward through 12 hours of another story, now we're here. So now Caitlin is the owner of Ink Snob Tattoo in Arizona. So if you, um, can you shout out your TikTok name? Oh yeah, I please. It's called Tattoo Shop Talk. Like I thought it was gonna be funny, like a play on words, like Tattoo Shop Talk, like a tattoo talk. I should have just done Tattoo Talk, but I wanted it to be like all things shop, even though like no, I I like know. it that it, you like talk about like different kind of processes and like what you should like do before a tattoo appointment yeah, yeah. and. I think it's good that you named it that, like Tattoo Shop Talk. So yeah, find her on TikTok because that's how I found her. Sorry, my cat's trying to get in on this podcast. (laughs) So how did you blow up on TikTok? Okay, so totally random and unexpected. So um, it took a lot of convincing for me to get a TikTok in the first place. A lot of my clients were telling me that I should get one and that I would do um, like have like a really cool like profile and I could do so many cool things but usually like I'm a little bit like shy with stuff like that and I didn't know how to work it it was such a weird app when you don't know yeah because there's a lot of buttons and a lot of filters and a lot of like transitions and yeah. stuff and music yeah so I was um I was shy and trying it out but um I finally just decided to do it and um it ended up just being like something really cool I always wanted to make videos but I just didn't ever like know how to and um it just seems a little overwhelming when you're brand new to stuff like that yeah so I actually had the help of um I actually had to um learn how to use TikTok for my managers and me so I had to sit her down and ask her like hey like you're a young person like how the f do I like post this video or make one and she helped like teach me the basics and whatnot and pretty much from there I was just having fun making my own little videos and then I forgot what video it was that blew up, but I woke up and I jumped on TikTok and it said I got like 25.5 thousand followers. And you said, excuse me? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck just happened? So I ended up um, looking and I thought it was like a glitch. I thought it was 252 followers, but it wasn't. I was like, oh my God. So I got like really excited, of course, because the most followers I'd ever had was like 15,000 on Instagram and that took like eight years to build so it was weird to get 25,000 followers overnight so yeah um 
I ended up posting a few more videos and then it just quickly grew. It just blew up and yeah, like now I'm just tattooing everybody from TikTok. It's crazy. Like, yeah, that's how I found you. I mean, still I'm in shock because I was like, I followed you for a while because you came up on my For You page and mm -hmm. I saw that you were doing um, cover-ups and re reworks. Yeah. And um, I followed you for a while before I realized, I was like, she's in Phoenix? Yeah. And then I found out where the shop was. I was like, that's like 10 minutes away from my house. This is destiny. And yeah. then I have, I have some shitty tattoos that I got when I was 19. Um, and the first one that I was like, I got to get... I got to fix this fucking cupcake that's on my titty. Um, it's been <laughs> bothering me since the inception of it on my boob because I'm like, it looks like somebody like Stevie Wonder, but if Stevie Wonder had no hands, did it. It didn't look bad. <laughs> it looks like, bad. it looks like, it looks like prison. It looks like <laughs> they did it. They melted some wax and then got a pen and then put it on my chest. It's, oh, no. It was so bad, but now it's beautiful. But <laughs> so, yeah, so most of your clients now are from TikTok. Yeah, it's crazy. And wow. And they like, drive out and fly out from other places. Where's now? the farthest somebody's like driven or flown out? Ooh, I would have to say I've had some people from New York. So that's pretty much the other side. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, my most recent one is uh, for a, a young lady from Michigan. And I believe she's actually going to be back in the shop um, this week, too. And then there's been people that come up from like Washington. I've had someone um, that technically came from Germany, but they were also there at home. Like they were like visiting. So it was kind of like a double trip. Like, yeah, they, they ended up getting tattooed by me. They were from here, lived in Germany, but then chose to get tattooed by me so I, I thought that was really that's cool. awesome like does that make you feel like wow like yeah. I'm so good that people are choosing me out of everybody in the country like I think know. about that like I, that's I big. should think of it like that that's huge yeah I always like for me I I guess like you've, you've heard like um people are their own worst critics usually yes and artists are so like rough yeah on no my sister's an artist and yeah. she won't even show me her like stuff that she yeah draws. and I'm sure it's stunning like it's, it's stunning. she's been a great artist and she was like a baby yeah and she won't do like I've asked her for like can you draw me this or yeah. can you make my tattoo like and she won't oh no yeah yeah I can totally understand that like it's 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 like so sensitive and it's so like like sacred almost like yeah like something and so I don't know I was just always... and your eyes always deceive you as like an artist you're like that actually isn't nice. yeah I and hate it, it takes me a while to like look at something and be like oh that was actually pretty good but it usually takes like a year and that's if I find the photo and I'm like why didn't I post that I have like a whole album on like an old safe phone of stuff that like I wanted to post, but I was picking it apart and I'm too much in my head. So. Yeah. Um, but I always, because of that, I don't ever think of myself as the best. I always think that there's room for improvement. So, Which I'm is fine, good, which yeah. is good because then that when you don't think you need improvement, that's where you become like stagnant, complacent, and then yeah. your stuff starts to be shitty because you don't care anymore. Right. So yeah. it's good that you think that way, but you also need to realize like people are seeking you out not knowing yeah. you from anybody out of all the artists in that's the so world that's crazy. to come see you. I know. That's why I think it's crazy because, like, I don't know. I just think of, like, myself as, like, because I didn't have, like, that foundation of a solid apprenticeship yeah. of, like, where I can be, like, yes, I was officially everything. And I'm still figuring out bits and pieces as I go along because I don't know everything, you know. Um, So I only know what I know. But, like, because of that, I'm just, like, no, I promise there are other people more qualified than me and 
if people still come so i'm just like okay like i'll, I'll do my best but yeah it's a weird it's a very odd experience yeah and it probably feels like a, a lot of responsibility too because yeah. of people coming all the way to see you yeah like whoa i have this responsibility to make sure like they have the best tattoo of their life because yeah. they sought me out but yeah and then there's there was one girl i feel bad about the out of state sometimes because there was one time i was so sick like i there was no way that i could tattoo like, yeah physically i still i wonder that. about that I, okay so when you're sick as a tattoo artist you can't do anything yeah so how do you get in touch with your, like because i know it's like it's very different for each shop but like how do mm -hmm. you tell your clients like do you call them and be like because it's not like you're calling your boss right like what do you do so so what do you do with this woman this, this person woman. so okay so the day before i had um felt completely fine and everything i knew you know she was coming in i knew she was from out of state like i was really excited i always try to like make sure everything is perfect especially the out of state because we have limited time at that point like they can't easily come back so i was well prepared and then the next day i woke up i was so sick i like physically could not tattoo because for some odd reason, my left eye and my left nostril had little waterfalls just coming out of it and it wouldn't stop, would not stop. Like wow. I tried to plug it up. Like, so my eye wouldn't stop crying and then my nose wouldn't stop draining, like actual, like bodily fluids are coming yeah. out and you can't be around open skin and blood and all kinds of stuff without yes. happening. Yeah. And then it's also during the pandemic. And yeah. Oh yeah. Like, that's definitely not, I thought this was before. Yeah. I wouldn't want anybody dripping fluids oh, no. on me during a pandemic. Yeah. This was recent. This was like yeah. Ago. Oh, hell no. Yeah. So she got really mad um, because we ended up reaching out. So um, even when I like shoved tissue, it soaked the tissue and was pouring out. Like yeah. I could not do her work bad headache couldn't breathe there's no way i could do it um i work when i shouldn't be working so if i can't make it like i really can't um i had my manager reach out to her um via i think text or email and oh no it was text because then she called him and from what i understand she was really upset um understandably so um but she had apparently this is what i was told is that she was demanding like um obviously a refund which i'm gonna get back yeah no matter, like of course Duh, uh, yeah I, no intention on keeping that um but then i guess she said that she had like a week or two vacation while she was out here or like she was like okay. staying with a friend and it was like three hours away and it's like i could have let her know sooner but i didn't know until literally when i had woken you, up yeah what yeah so i do feel super bad and i can see her frustrations but from what i was told she was very upset verbally and was very very mad and then she wanted me to pay for her plane ticket and then like oh the hell no that she had off of work and what that's not your fault that she took a week off of work i know i was like dude like all i can do is just like tell you and be honest. i'm gonna give you a refund yeah so i still don't know actually whatever happened with that because i was just like please just like just... deal with it and anything i can do let me know from there yeah yeah i get like so overwhelmed when people are upset at me because it takes so much to plan something and my intentions are so big and great. yeah and you're not doing it purposely and yeah. you don't want that kind of stigma surrounding your yes. business so she absolutely thought, yeah i think she thought that like i knew i was sick and that i was just trying to make it to the last minute and then just decided i couldn't like oh no like this i was fine the day before and then god just said fuck you the next day so i was just like oh god so i had to take that one i had to take that one and i still think about that lady all the time because sorry I, to that woman whoever you yeah, are yeah. she's sorry i'm so sorry because like that the next week like i was totally fine and as have, sickness happens i mean you're a human being you're not a machine so yeah. it's like 
Well, I made a TikTok like thanking the people that came out of state at the end of the video and I thought about her and I was just like, I hope she doesn't think that like I targeted her or hate her because she she came from out of state and didn't get tattooed. So she probably hates me, but she'll get over it. I was really sick, so yeah, she'll get over it. Yeah. Um so going back to like tattoo experiences, that sounds like that sounds pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have to like be there for it. Right. Give me your worst tattoo experience. Oh, I'm on this one. Okay. Yes. All right, so I am 19 years old at this point. Um, so remember, so this might get a little confusing. I'll do the best that I can. Okay, you know what? We're going to cut that part out because the relation has nothing to do with it. Never mind. So I was at a tattoo shop, mm -hmm. and I was working there, and this tattoo shop was located, like, upstairs in the building, which is really weird. But we had cameras, so we could always watch, like, the stairway to see if anyone's coming up here uh, or up to the studio. So we ended up having... Uh, I was watching the camera and I see this lady and she's kind of hobbling up the stairs. So I'm like, okay, like, let's go. I'm going to help her out. I'm going to be so kind. Like, you know, she probably doesn't expect this because tattoo shots, at least when I started, were known for just being like, go in. What do you want? Like, yeah, assholes. Yeah, not really a, a lot of like kindness behind anything. So I ran out and I helped her up the stairs, made sure she came in all nice. And then I welcome her in the shop. And the first thing that comes out of her mouth is, well, I'm a tattoo artist, so I wouldn't be here unless I could tattoo myself. So just know that first off. Whoa. Second of all, I used to work in this tattoo shop. I'm the only reason that it's still open. Blah, blah, blah. What the know. hell? Yeah, this lady is probably like, I'd say like late 40s, early 50s, like 45, 55. Yeah. And I just like looked at her and I was just like, what? What is going on with you? Why are you yeah. acting like this? Yeah, so I was just kind of taken back. And then I'm a little timid naturally. I don't have like this like tough skin that all these other artists have and yeah i'm a noob to it so i wasn't used to that especially like a woman being so mean to me yeah i like, helped her out and was trying to be nice so like all right whatever um you know maybe she's just mad like for no reason so i end up asking her like skipping that whole entire subject because she has no idea that the shop and the person she used to work for um we'll just call that woman Alexandria so there was a woman that used to own the shop that I worked in called Alexandria Alexandria had a son named Josh um Josh was given that tattoo shop by his mother um and he was running the shop and so when this woman came up the stairs and was like I'm the only reason this place is open she has no idea that she's actually still in a shop that's related to the lady that yeah she's and uh, I knew the family very well at that time in my life and was really good friends with them and so I was just kind of like okay, okay like, you're no one knows bitch. who you are Shut the fuck up. yeah like she's just pretty much like some kind of like scratcher lady that tried to make it and I don't think she did so she was super booty and super mean to me from the get-go, not knowing that, like, this is still the same family shop. Like, so yeah. it was really weird and uncomfortable. And she ended up um, telling me, like, demanding she wants, like, some kind of, like, instant kind of, like, discount off the top of it for being the reason the shop's open. So What? Yeah, it was. Um, so it started off with that. I didn't even know what she wanted. She, I ended up asking Yeah, I was going to say, did she even have an appointment or she just, no. like, bust? yeah she just oh, showed up okay yeah she just showed up so i asked i was just like all right like aside from like you being super weird and like claiming things that don't matter or aren't true what can i do for you and she had told me that um she has a tattoo on her lower back that she needs colored in and it should be minimal work and i was just like okay 
I was like, can I see what you have? So she turns around and she lifts up her shirt and it is like um, on the tramp stamp area, lower center back. And it's just a bunch of jumbled up line work. And I had no idea oh, what it was. I, I, I'm picturing it right now. Like I'm picturing an exploded like tribal tattoo on her back. Dude, it would be better if I knew what it was. It was like, uh, <laughs> so it was like the size of like a, like a baseball, I want to say. And then it was just all line work. It was just a bunch of like scribbly line work with no color in it. So I didn't know what it was. And so I asked, I was like, hey, like, I don't, hey, know, what is this abomination? Yeah, I was just like, hey, so I just can't tell what it is. Like, can you let me know what it was? And she's like, oh, yeah, um, in the center, that's my husband sleeping with our seven girlfriends, but they all have fairy wings. And so uh, what the actual <laughs> fuck? What? It was like an orgy tattoo. Right oh, now. that's great. But yeah. why? Why didn't it look like that? Is I, the real question. I feel like that would be very easy to like identify if it really looked like that. Yeah. And it was so small with so many people tangled up in it. And they all had <laughs> fairy wings. So I didn't know what was going on. Oh, man. Don't do math, kids. Dude, Don't do math. <laughs> fucking honestly so she i ended up being like all right like i can't really tell and she's like don't worry all i want is for you to color their hair color in each one of them so like if like two of the girlfriends had brown hair three of them had red hair one of them had black hair the other blonde like um then i would just fill those in and then she wanted the fairy wings filled in with uv ink which is glow in the dark ink like the ones that like yeah and I hadn't had any experience with that. And that was also like a big no-no in the industry at the time. It was rumored it would kill you and give you cancer oh, uh, and like make you like really sick. Well, that I would have used extra on her if I would have, yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't have any pigment and she ended up being like, don't worry, I brought some. And Stop. Yeah, I swear to God. And that's, could you imagine like if you came in the shop with your own tattooing, could be like, I'm sorry, no. Like, I don't know. Where that's been. Yeah. Did you pass a bloodborne pathogens test? Like right. you psychopath? Yeah. Well, the shop that I worked in, um, so Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Again, old school mentality. So, and because it was newly signed into this person's name, I think they were just trying to get any money that they could. Yeah. So I was pretty much forced to take on a project. Oh my God. That I did not want to the day of like break that. Yeah. An orgy mm-hmm. of random entangled women mm-hmm. with somebody's with husband. Husbands. Yeah. As fairies. As, as fairies. That's yeah. the cherry on top. Like yeah. that was very, like we didn't need that. But they weren't even good fairies. That was the worst part. Yeah. I bet that wasn't. It was bad. So um, fast forward over, it's supposed to take me like an hour and a half. It ends up taking me like the whole day. Like eight I was going to say, it, I would expect like a week 
and a half. Yeah. It, it's that because she sounds insane. It, yeah. It took it took like eight hours because she was in a lot of pain. She I remember her being um somewhat like handicapped. Like she had some kind of like injury like on her leg and she always grabbed her lower back. So when she was getting tattooed, I don't know if that injury affected her a lot. Um, but I would barely apply any kind of... And it would hurt. Oh, it would hurt really bad. So I was like, dude, are you sure I should, you know, be continuing? And then I was already freaked out by someone else's ink. I was told by my boss at the time that I didn't have a choice. I have to tattoo I would have been crying. Yeah. Onto the tattoo. Yeah. And it's fine to use this other person's ink. I was just freaked out about the whole thing. And then she tried, like, making me, like, like, um, courting me to join her... Her sex group thing yeah and she told me that i would be called kitty like bad kitty was the official thing and i was just like no and i'm i like was raised hella fucking mormon so i'm behind on like all these sex acts that everyone does and like and she's like hey do you want to give me do you want to toss my husband salad and you're like what we're going to olive garden i didn't even know that people could date more than one person at that time let alone seven and then like, I'm tattooing this lady, and she's telling me the life I could have and all this shit, like, with their family. And I'm like, bro, I'm, like, 19. Like, I don't know anything. And I've had, like, my first boyfriend. What the fuck? So, mm. I don't want to sleep with you and your nasty husband and yeah. the seven girlfriends that you probably don't have. You made all these people up. Yeah, yeah. It was really weird. <clears throat> so, she ends up, after making me feel really uncomfortable the whole time, and so I finally finish. I finally finish. A few days later, um... I'm sitting at the shop, it's a really slow day, and I'm watching the cameras while texting or whatever, and then all of a sudden, I see, like, a familiar hobble, and I was like, <gasps> oh, fuck, and I, like, look over at Nightmare. The yeah, and I was like, no, I would have no, jumped no. out the window. I was the only one there. I was, oh, no, I wasn't the only one. Um, The other owner, Josh, was there. Yeah. So I, like, changed the names up, but, yeah, so he was there, <clears throat> and I told him, I was like, dude, 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 like, this crazy lady is coming back up the stairs, and I just, like, was like, fuck, here we go. But I see, like, another gentleman is trailing her behind her. So I was like, oh, God, like, do they want more work? Like, No, they wanted to come. They wanted you to come to their harem of fairy women. Yeah. Like, oh, God. I Well, I wish it was that. They came in, like, guns a-blazing, super angry, yelling at me right at the get-go. They opened the door. We need to talk to you, pointing the finger, like, super upsetty spaghetti. And I was just like, all right, like. I don't really know what's going on here, so calm the fuck down, number one. I'm like, number two, like, what the fuck is the issue? Yeah. yeah Josh, the owner, ends up, you know, coming up, and um, she she tells me that I fucked up her back tattoo and that everything um, does, the already fucked up back tattoo. You yeah. fucked it up. Oh my god. Yeah, it looks blurry and it, it's painful, and I was just like, okay, well, no need to be super upset. Like, let me see it husband apparently the guy that's with her is the fucking husband by the way looks nothing like the tattoo like the tattoo what do you have muscles on the tattoo oh yeah yeah he was like some kind of like skinny fairy yeah sexy guy yeah 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 um but dude so like and then he comes in he's like a big guy yeah fingers i'll never forget his fingers were covered and i mean caked in like black like like it looked like they were like dirty for days like you know like it wasn't just his fingertips you could tell it went all the way up his hands hands. i'm sick and he smelled weird so i was like oh fuck so um 
he turns his wife around, I'm assuming that, yeah, they're married, um, aggressively, pulls up the back of her shirt, and that's how I knew his fingers were gross, starts touching her tattoo, which is, like, really bad looking, it's red, it's inflamed, you can tell it's most likely infected. Yeah. Um, I can tell she couldn't fucking, she didn't shower, because, um, when we wipe down tattoos, um, sometimes there's ink residue that's left behind that we can't get out, and we leave it, because it can come out, um, in the shower if it's light enough, because you don't want to, like, dig a hole in someone's yeah. back by rubbing it off with the paper towel. I, she it. sounds like the person that wouldn't shower. Yeah, Her well, and her husband don't shower. Yeah, she definitely didn't shower because all of the marks that should have been... I remember there being like two little like stains that I couldn't get off with the green soap that we used. So I told her, I was like, that will come off in the shower within the next couple of days. It was like four days at that point. It was there just as bold as it was when she had left. So I knew she didn't wash it. And so I was just like, oh my God. And then the husband's fingers were like in the tattoo. I was like, please stop. I had to tell him, I was like, please stop touching the tattoo. Like with your dirty ass hands. Yeah, like back up type thing. Um, she ended up, I ended up telling her, I was just like, well, did you follow any of the take care instructions? <laughs> um, she claimed that she did, of course. Um, and then immediately jumped straight to, I don't care what you're about to say. I want a refund. And I was like, no, because she only paid from what... I'm pretty fucking sure it was $150. So it's super discounted. Yeah, for eight hours. Yeah, I was going to say your time is money, and she didn't even pay for all of your time she wasted. Yes, and um, then on top of that, I was forced not only by the owner, but her as a client to use the ink she brought in that I verbally denied. So you couldn't have been the only one that might have infected her tattoo, supposedly. It was probably her nasty-ass ink from her nasty-ass house with her seven girlfriends yeah, and, and her dirty like, husband. Yeah, and I'm just like some young kid that's literally just like, like taking on the projects I'm told to be taken on. And of course she signed paperwork and, and she agreed to everything and whatnot. So I was fine legally and whatnot, but she ended up actually following me from shop to shop for years, for, for literally like three fucking years after that. So eventually I ended up stopping working with the shop that all of this happened at. Oh um, we had a falling out and I ended up leaving. And that woman would harass me at the shop and send me messages on Facebook or try to call the shop to the point I memorized her fucking voice over the Whoa. years because she was constantly blackmailing me saying, I won't tell anyone um, if you give me a free tattoo, but you have to do it in the comfort of my own home. And Yuck. the other people might want tattoos only after after that, well, she stopped chasing me and stopped threatening me with court and all that shit. So I was just like, all right, well, that's not going to happen. By the time I left that shop, I thought, oh, thank God, like, she'll never know where I'm at. No, she, she found fucking you. found me. And I just remember she showed up to that shop and she printed off this um, Craigslist ad that I made when I was first starting off tattooing with an apprenticeship because I would remember I was doing like practice work. On yeah. Practice. Like secret practice. Yeah. Yeah. I would, when I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of friends. So when I didn't have friends, I would put Craigslist ads out saying, um, apprentice t uh, practicing free tattoos, blah, blah, blah. And, um, she apparently found one of those. What is realized, Yeah. realized oh it was God. me and then tracked me down to show me that she knew I was allegedly an apprentice when I tattooed her. But by the time I did talk to her, I was no longer actually an apprentice. I graduated. Why is she spending all this time trying to build a case when she could have easily, like, gotten a tattoo somewhere else? Like, yeah. leave you alone. She like, was trying to get the free work from me. She's a psycho. Yeah, so at that point, I had, quote, unquote, graduated from my apprenticeship, even though we So know. she didn't even have any good evidence. Yeah, it wasn't even a, a fucking apprenticeship, really. But 
Um, she, yeah, she thought that that was enough evidence to be like, you fucked me up. But, like, I was like, okay, but with the timelines, like, I did not look. Yeah. And also, um, we had let her know that at that time I was considered a junior artist. That was the other thing where she already knew and she was excited I was a junior artist because that meant she was going to get a cheaper price. But then years later, she's tracking me down and showing me Craigslist stuff and trying to get free work still threatening court. And she did it to one other shop. She had called before coming down and I fucking answered and I recognized her voice instantly. And I was actually at a shop with my buddy Johnny, um, who I Al, who I had started with. And he was the one who when she showed up, he was like, Nope, don't even call her back. Like she's gonna come to the shop and we're gonna settle this. And I just remember him being like, pretty much like, this isn't gonna go on anymore. Like, get the fuck away, like we can't help you, like do not come back. And that's the last I ever heard from her. Thank God. What is yeah. seriously, I hope she's in the mental hospital because that's truly I'm surprised with all your stories that you continued tattooing. It was interesting. It was I wanted a, a different world because I grew up in like my like a Mormony sheltered kind of yeah life. So I was like hungry for whatever, and I was just ready. Like I thrive under pressure because I like to see how well I can survive yeah. for someone. For some odd reason, I like being fucking stressed. Yeah, but yeah, like it was just like there was a lot of. There's a lot of fucking stories. There are some days where I'm exhausted and I'm 28 now and feel like I'm 56. But, <laughs> you know, it it is very interesting. I wanted something different. Yeah. This is way different than the regular jobs I thought I was going to have. Yeah, absolutely. And the good thing about this is, like, you are, like, your own boss right mm -hmm. now. And I feel like you're on a trajectory to be like, okay, one day I won't have to work around the general public because the general yeah. public is insane yeah so and it's just cool that you are like a woman business owner too you and know, a young woman not. business owner I, know, That's wild. Weird. I love that yeah so talk about your inspirations for tattooing like your favorite artists okay all right so <clears throat> i will say so Inspiration tattoo wise, so there's one that I always think about and I know, I don't know if this is his real name, but his Instagram, um, he has his name as Timmy B. So like Timmy with the letter B and it's like Timmy underscore B underscore 413. This dude's tattooing is immaculate and I've been following him since like on Instagram. When I first started working, I would um, hear about different artists or you go to tattoo conventions and you look around and then you, you know, follow their Instagram and whatnot. Um, so I ended up following his work on Instagram and then I've been so shy to talk to him at conventions. I've, I've tried to get his autograph as dumb as that sounds so many times. No, that's not dumb. You just, that's your like idol yeah. in the art world. Oh yeah, he's so good. So the reason that I, I really look up to and aspire um, to like tattoo like him or be like him, um, not like copy or imitate his work or anything, but so one, his work um, is a blend of every style into one legible tattoo. So if you look at his work, it has like traditional old school tattooing mixed with realism, like actual oh, like, cool. hyper-realistic photos. Yeah. And you think like they'd be clashing styles usually. But he makes it work. Yeah, he makes it fucking gorgeous, stunning. And I, I remember um, I wanted to do everything. I don't have just like one specific idea of work that I was looking to get like in my portfolio or anything like that, I wanted to tattoo everything and I wanted to mix other styles and I wanted to do something different instead of just picking like 
oh, you're only going to be within this window or yeah. you specialize with this only. I wanted to specialize in, in everything. everything. Yeah. So he, I, when I saw his work, I was like, holy shit, like I'm going to follow him and it looks really beautiful. It looks well done. He's obviously, I think he's, he's obviously has to be an award-winning artist. Um, but what made me really look up to him is I remember when I was a younger tattoo artist, I wanted to be sponsored by these big ink companies like Eternal Ink is the one that I primarily use. Huge, huge ink company. Um, and I ended up inquiring about um, being sponsored at a convention and they said my work was, you know, up to par, but the only requirement that they had is that they wanted me to be a traveling artist to help promote their line. So I had to do one convention a month is what they had said. I was really young at the time. I could not fucking do that. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't able to, and I felt really bad. And I just like wanted to like show the world like how advanced I could get with like little training and like just mostly heart because there like are so many people that like spend years with an apprenticeship and like they're fairly taught and they have great work, but I kind of like missed out on mine and I'm still busting out work the same level as these other people. So I just wanted someone to see like how hard I was like trying to put your, yeah and putting yourself out there and yeah. you know thinking outside the box and doing work that like is authentic to yeah you. yeah like I put my whole heart into it and I saw people with worse work than me um and like less detailed or less like uh I guess like well put together work with um sponsorships and then they're like treated like this whole kind of different thing and I was just like if only you guys knew like what I had gone through just to get to this point to talk yeah. to you guys about it so it really hurt that I was just kind of like looked at as kind of like not serious or maybe that's the way that I took it but there was multiple other occasions that I reached out for different um sponsorships when I feel like I would deserve them because you already know like I don't like think like super highly of myself in like a cocky manner so right. it takes a lot for me to be like hey like I think I do hey, check this out like I think it's I think it's good enough yeah yeah so been denied not written back ignored wow. oh we'll get back to you during the first quarter emails whatever all these things so I just felt like really shitty and I was like all right cool well one day like they might see me well one day um Timmy B this guy that I was talking about he made a, a huge post on Instagram and it wasn't a tattoo work. It was all like letters and it was years and years and years ago. I remember seeing it when I was like early 20s, like 2021. Um, so he made a post saying um, that I guess he was really frustrated because these tattoo brands were reaching out to him, like harassing him, borderline harassing him to get like, let them sponsor him pretty much. Yeah. Even the fuck alone. Cause now he blew the fuck up. Like his work is well sought out everything. And he was like really fucking pissed and frustrated because he had spent all this time apparently also reaching out, like wanting all of these sponsorships thinking that's the only way you're going to be like an actual like official artist. And that's the only way you make it. And his work has always been good. And they still, you know, treat him like fucking shit. But then now fast forward now that he's good enough. Then they're like, Hey, yeah now everyone's we just want like, you yeah yeah so now everyone's reaching out so I, I just will never forget he wrote this huge thing where he's like fuck this fucking brand like tagged all these huge Ooh. brands that could honestly like cancel fired yeah and like pretty much like nothing happened except like my fucking level of respect shot through the yeah. fucking platform but he was like no like I sat there put my heart out into all my work I spent all this time reaching out 
for all of these, um, you know, sponsorships and whatnot, trying to promote myself and your company. I wasn't good enough then. Um, even when he was good enough, I'm pretty sure they didn't. They didn't um, care because anything. he wasn't popular, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. So then they decided when it was good enough, when there was enough attention and then reached out and he was just like, no, fuck you. Like I've been doing it without your sponsorships. I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to keep on doing it. Yeah. So I really look up to him because like he pretty much like based, at least for me, it's a huge fear. Like, like um, the, being in the tattoo industry, it feels like it's like a fine line. You can easily upset people because artistry um, is packed full of like emotions. Um, yeah. And it's a very sensitive, like everyone's sensitive about their work, whether they front as like angry individuals or quiet or not. Usually everybody is very uh, protective and insecure, not insecure, but they try to keep their work like sacred. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I, I just like totally like related, I guess, like even though I had way less experience than him, I just remember being like, wow. Like, like you are going against the grain of what every tattoo artist tries to do, which is get sponsored and get money yeah. from sponsorships, and you're just sticking to the true art yeah. of what tattooing is. Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, because I don't know. I just, I, I didn't think anybody else looked at it the same way I did, which, like, um, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier how, like, I look at it as, like, somewhat selling out depending on the person that it yeah. is and how they move forward with their sponsorships. Yeah, it's like, what do you do after that? Like, do you help other struggling artists? Do you create yeah. your own company that, like, caters to, you know, apprenticeships? Or do you just turn into a big asshole yeah. that feels like they deserve everything that yeah. they get? And that's, that's another reason, actually, of, like, why um, I ended up, that's a huge inspiration I didn't even realize until now, behind the TikTok and Tattoo Shop Talk, because um, I tried so hard with an apprenticeship. I busted ass. I was there with a vehicle. There was days I didn't eat. My buddy Johnny literally was half the reason I fucking had food at most times, you know, when I was apprenticing and everything. Like, I literally, like, busted all of this ass and, like, tried so fucking hard. And it just, like, in in the end, like, I don't know, like... It felt like it didn't even... Yeah. Like, like I feel like we just quoted Linkin Park. We oh got so far God. and tried so hard, but in the it end, it didn't, didn't, matter. didn't even matter. Yeah. But it did does matter because look at where you're at now. Yeah. But, yeah, then it probably didn't feel that way. Yeah, because I, I took all the right steps, and I did all the right things, and I put in all the right effort, but I still didn't get, like, the education that I was promised. That, right. That um, you paid for and yeah. that you put the work I in. I signed paperwork for. I literally should have fucking kept that shit, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, so like in the end, like I still am left with, um, I'm still learning every single day. Like I don't know everything, even though my work is like beautiful and it's well put together and it's more um, experienced versus noob and whatnot. Like I'm still learning, but it's just fucking crazy to me that like you can still do all the right things and still know nothing. So that's another huge inspiration behind the TikTok is like, if you notice in the videos, like I give advice where like, it's a really big thing in the tattoo industry that you do not share advice. You don't yeah. What is advice. that about? What is that? Why are tattoo artists? I have a question because I have never been comfortable to stick with an artist just because of their behavior is like very like elitist and they yeah. try to act like they're better than you. And it's like, they... I would never feel comfortable as a woman, especially unless yeah. I was like a fucking asshole to work in a tattoo in the tattoo industry because they're so like, well, how did I'm not telling you that or like, yeah. there's a whole TikTok based on like shitty tattoo shops or like, oh, you want you want that stupid shit? 
well, I require a $350 deposit and I only work on Tuesdays from one to two and you better come in 30 minutes early um, and you, it has to be the size of your fist and yeah, I'm not doing dude. color and <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. And it's like, what kind of like person, like, why are they all like that? So I think, um, so some of those artists, artists that are like that are those I've noticed some people can get really cocky about their work if they've had a lot of, um, success in the industry and when they have like a big following they've realized that they can pick and choose which is totally fine yeah. if you want to only work on certain things um or like you you want to start categorizing things that you want to start working with i get that but there's a certain approach and i think um explaining that to people where you're like hey like um this year i'm looking to work within these subjects so i can grow my portfolio yeah. and experience but i can recommend these other shops for you that can totally take care of your idea I do those emails God knows how many times a fucking day. So I understand the little stuff. But what I don't understand is when you act like that, when like you're really rude and aggressive, I think that comes from being almost like um, like exhausted from your own job. And I don't know yeah. how that happens because I can't understand how that happens. But also like um, being a tattoo artist, usually you're an independent contractor. You're mostly in charge of yourself. So yeah. you can pick and choose. And it just seems like when people think they're invincible um, and they've been in the industry too long, um, they've experienced people too much. So they assume who somebody is and who their personality is. Yes. And they base it off of an awful experience possibly with somebody else. So they're just rude and sharp to almost purpose. And I get it. You don't want to do another infinity sign tattoo or another tattoo of a feather exploding into millions of little birds. However. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That is like your bread and butter. And you also have a choice to be like, hey, I don't do these kind of tattoos, but I know a shop that does. Yes. Yeah. Period. Like yeah. you don't have to be an asshole about right. it. So. And I think a lot of like that old school weird mentality. Yeah. Like it's like a secret voice club of like yeah. only cool tattoos get tattooed. But usually those guys are the ones that have the same shitty ass like American style tattoos. Yeah. Or the Sailor Jerry like a whole flashy like stuff like that so it's like you aren't even original like this has been done before and yeah. where do you get off acting like that it so is, yeah that the attitude is a little bit weird that's why i hope more women start getting into tattooing i know i prefer to only go to women um i go like seek women out mm -hmm. but i've noticed that a lot of women in the shops do not get the appointments and they're usually like the 
quote receptionist. Yeah, yeah. But they like are they're I'm like, oh do you tattoo? They're like, yeah, but they're like trying to learn. Yeah, they're like, oh I'm an apprentice or like I I only take like these certain tattoos and usually the guys take the rest. Yeah. So I hope women start like taking over the industry more because I'm tired of men like acting like such assholes. Not saying that all men in ta- the tattoo industry are like that, but most of the ones I've come across, yeah, are either like that or they're super sleazy. Yeah, they're really really harsh because um you you really have to like work on <clears throat> like what I was telling you earlier how it's really hard to find like a family vibe um, yeah. in a tattoo shop. So once you find one, you usually try to stick there as long as you can. Um, yeah, with with um the boys being a little bit harsher, what I've noticed is like. Men seem to seek out men's approval only. Yes. <laughs> and for some odd reason, oh they think, um, based off of like older um, examples of how ta- the tattoo industry is, that that is just how it is completely. So me being um, like you know younger and a girl going to the industry, um, most people that are in the tattoo industry um, within like this last generation. Um, so within like the last like 10 years and on that I've been tattooing uh, backwards, I guess you could say, um, I've noticed that like, they're kind of like, they were a part of like this secret, um, world before it was exposed publicly. Yeah. It was really rough to get into. And usually you're only a tattoo artist. Um, if that's kind of like your last choice, almost like there are some people that wanted to be a tattoo artist back then. Um, but course. that was not like the norm. That wasn't like everybody was going to go be a tattoo artist or had right. the ability to. So yeah. Yeah. So most people, it seems like it was like some people that's what saved their life. That's the only option that they had for a job. And you know, they were hanging out at a shop over or like with somebody that was like their uncle or something and they learned how to tattoo and then went from there. Um, some people that's just like the only thing that realistically like they want to do within like the world and like the options of jobs and careers that they have. Um, and then like other people, like they're more, um, I don't want to say like born into it, but like raised into that yeah. community and whatnot. Cause the tattoo world is a very weird, secure industry. So I have always felt like I don't belong in each world because technically I don't. So um, I purposely chose to be a tattoo artist. Right. I walked away from two scholarships to be a tattoo artist. Um, and I'm just like this like dumb white girl that showed up that's like not like thick skinned at all, that's very timid, very sensitive. And I know that I can, like I'm very competitive, I can turn this artistry into a sport. I can make money off of it. I can grow from it. I can be something great. Um, and then I can actually have a future with it. And I can restructure it to where it's a business model instead of a, a rock star lifestyle. Yes. Um, so I didn't fit in with them right. because of that. Because they, a lot of people too are a lot of tattoo artists. And this is just conjecture on my part because I've never like spent more than my tattoo time in a tattoo shop. But they do treat it like it's like a party. Like yeah. I've had... I've been to a tattoo shop that isn't too far from here. I'm not going to say any like names <laughs> of the tattoo shop, but that they were like fucking raging in there. And I'm like, um, you have a customers right here. And now I know never to come back because you're probably, you're probably drunk right now as you're doing my fucking tattoo. You yeah. weirdo. So yeah. yeah, they treat it like it's like a party and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's not a reason to get a job yeah. because you need to keep those two lives separate, especially yes tattooing because you're literally doing something permanent on somebody's skin yes i've unfortunately met someone that was very close to my life once that had that um point of view unfortunately um but yeah the the thing that like sucks about um like the party lifestyle is it's 
it's so easy to get sucked into yeah to get sucked into because where i didn't fit in with the tattoo um shop because i'm kind of like in this not i don't want to say corporate but i was like a normal person and like i came from the normal world walked into the tattoo industry and like wanted to bring parts of um the normal world into tattooing because i could see how it could be restructured into something fucking killer yeah um, so they didn't like me because of that but then like real world people didn't like me because i was then morphing into the tattoo artist side of things to where like i don't have the same hours as you i will never have the weekends off i work late i work 24 7 when i have days off it's not a day off i can't hang out even though i want to hang out like it's all these things to where yeah. like, i'm walking in the middle now i'm trying to think back on the point that i was going to make about all this what was the last thing you said about just like the party atmosphere oh the party atmosphere yeah so when it comes to all of that there's like a weird fine line and i think because of like it's a male-dominated industry and men seek other men's approval like once like you're in a shop and there's like someone with a leading role of like oh fuck yeah woohoo like everyone follows suit yeah so there are some shops where they party a lot and that's their normal and they don't care I have um, unfortunately been at, you know, different shops where I definitely fell into the rock star side of things because yeah. I was still trying to bring like, you can be kind, you can bring love, you can be sweet, you don't have to be mean or whatever. Like, I was still trying to do all that and because like, I was not accepted and it made it so hard and it's clear I wanted to be a tattoo artist, like you start kind of like shifting a little bit and observing and mirroring like other people yeah. so it's easier. So I, I actually ended up um, slowly over time not even realizing I was one of those people at one point to where the shop ended up being just like a fucking party house. We thought we hit it from clients pretty good. I can't say if they fucking knew or not, but I was definitely a part of that other rock style or rock star like world. And I can ex I can see from being on both sides now because um, now I'm. I've stepped away from the rock star side of things very serious very private like one person at a time don't yeah even like working with other people anymore um but so i can see how fun it was um especially when you have like society has expectations of you to be like you know weekends off uh five to nine like you have to work five days a week and you have to do office jobs or you know like it's almost like i've noticed a lot of tattooers have a lot of rebellion and yes and when you are able to get away with and do whatever you want like oh my god like it's it turns crazy pretty fast so i can understand it once you're in that life um i realize how hard it is to get out so i feel really bad for other people when i hear things about like what they're doing behind the scenes because tattoo artists talk everyone fucking knows everything about everyone or rumors fucking spread so uh, I just feel really bad for those people because I can almost sympathize with them and be like, you only know what you know. And yeah. like only if you fucking knew type thing. Yeah, so, like how it could be. And it doesn't have to be this like yeah. crazy party at all times. You could actually yeah. just enjoy your craft. Yeah, but it's like so like pass on the torch-ish. Yeah. If you're an apprentice that starts off in a shop and you don't realize that that's a like a toxic shop almost, you're going to be raised thinking that that's how you be that's a tattoo artist. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just going to be a dick bag without even fucking knowing it. Yep. So there's just a bunch of fucking assholes now. And exactly. Some people are jaded by the public. I will say that. I have been fucking jaded by the public. Have you ever had somebody come in or email you and be like, hey, can you give me a um, 
forest, rose, compass, yeah. infinity sign. Yes. <laughs> yes. I actually, I feel so bad. There's actually a sport. So it was the one time I agreed it'll be the last time I ever did. So, all right. So this woman, she came in, she wanted it on her shoulder blade. She wanted an infinity sign with the infinity sign line breaking into seven birds. Um, each one of, the, I believe it was seven. It was a large number of birds and at least fucking seven. And each one of them were different colors. And then um, around it was like, then there was like a lettering. There was lettering, a bunch of different quotes. I think there was flowers. Play black love. Yeah, there was like the, the dandelions, like literally fucking everything. Literally every basic girl tattoo i felt so bad and she was an older woman and usually uh with like the generation above mine i keep forgetting what they are they're not boomers it's a gen x gen x gen x so like my my mom and whatnot and people close to her age so um so the gen x people usually those are the ideas they bring in they love a live laugh love journey and i agreed because she was so nice i was like this is the last time i will ever and and look you got it all out in a bang you got the infinity sign you got the dandelions you got the birds yeah so i felt i felt like i was like a little frustrated but she was genuine you could tell like she She didn't know yeah she wasn't a karen so i i tried to tell her like i was like maybe i can suggest some other ideas (laughs) you know because even if i don't want to do something you know i will always make sure to like come up with solutions she didn't want it she had a very specific thing Mm -hmm. in mind it was very important while i got her tattoo ready she had a, a very large quote and i remember reading the quote and being like wow this is like a really sad like tattoo like what the fuck? So I ended up starting to tattoo her. And usually people tell me their tattoo stories. And that's how I get to like, you know, so many incredible things about so many different people. And I remember being like, hey, like, can I ask, you know, what this tattoo actually is about? Because it seemed like it was a family dedication piece. But yeah. then it seemed like it was a rest in peace kind of memorial tattoo. So she ends up telling me from the story I remember, I don't know how she knew the people or how she was related, if it was family or someone very close as family. Like, it was people either family or just like it. Um, so she was getting a tattoo in memory of an entire fucking family that got accidentally killed on like this like road trip thing. I guess they were like driving and it was like, you know, when you're driving out of state and instead of a bunch of lanes, it turns into two lanes and there's cars going one way, yeah. cars going the other way, and there's nothing in between, just the yellow lines. Yeah. So a trucker apparently um was really like he had some kind of sickness and he wasn't actually supposed to be driving like he had this whole legal thing to where because of his sickness he shouldn't be truck driving well he ended up truck driving anyway and his wife was with him so they have this huge semi and they're driving and then my clients like friends families whatever they were to her they ended up uh, they were driving the opposite way the truck driver ended up like passing out or having a seizure and like barely went over the line and hit the fucking minivan oh God. that these people's family members or friend members were in. Wow. And they all fucking died. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Super fucking dark path. Whoa, Real fast. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, welcome to yeah. my life every day at work. Yeah, but, that's got to be crazy too. It's like yeah. you're like a grief counselor too. Yeah, I know. You have to take a lot of emotions in. You got to yeah. be a shapeshifter to yeah. get to work. Because it's, it's not always fun. Yeah, and then you have to keep it like uplifting and then she's like crying and I'm like, Ooh. oh my fuck, I'm so Ooh. sorry. Like, so that was a healing thing for her so yeah sentence tattoos like that were like it re-reminds you that even though it's not something you want to do Mm -hmm. it's still something that somebody 
put some thought into yeah. and it means something to them. Yeah. So when the other guy artist or girl artist, because I've known some bitchy fucking girl. Oh tattooers. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like, because there was only a, a handful of girl tattoo artists uh, when I first started, and I'm pretty sure all of them hate me. Like. I'm pretty fucking sure. Like, there's, like, three, and they all, like, hate my guts. But, yeah, when I first started, like, um, you know, they, they were the only other ones, and I heard some attitude stories to where people end up coming to me instead of them because of the attitude they have. Yeah. But all in all, like, be it girl or boy, when tattooers get frustrated and really upset behind simplistic ideas, because it is our goal to make something lavishing and beautiful. Yeah, you know? it's art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's also the meaningful tattoos behind shit. So I think that's a huge difference between the attitude with tattooers too, mm-hmm. um, where you were talking about, this is all I take, this is all I do. Is some people are promised um, in the old school mentality of tattooing that um, you pay your dues by taking tattoos you don't want, and one day you'll be able to pick whatever you want. So then they just get pissy that, oh, you look at my portfolio and think like all I'm capable of is a of an infinity sign, I'm offended. Yeah. They're just all fucking offended that they, they think like, someone it's like undermining their art yeah and it's like no it's just like they walked into your shop and were like yeah. you do tattoos i want this tattoo period yeah. so i think actually that would be a really good idea to do like an educational video on honestly yeah between like a collector artist and then a walk-in shop artist yes walk-ins are for simplistic things yes for less experienced like artists that aren't doing portraits and oil paintings of a tattoo right yeah those I mean, are for your like quick tattoos that you want to get with your best friend and yeah. it's on a whim it's yeah. not yeah and then you have the other ones yeah you should do one on that because i think that would uh, ease a lot of people's minds and mm-hmm. then if they saw that tattoos don't take walk-ins they wouldn't be so offended they won't be so offended if like the tattoo artist is like hey i don't really do those yeah but... it's like a walk-in shop because there's yeah. a big difference obviously and it's crazy the more that um you know tattoos have become like public and uh ink masters the tv show and whatnot yeah um, the more that that has like normalized it the more people are obviously just like oh i'm gonna get a tattoo now yeah and they find the artists and that they like but they don't realize that like there's now shops that are separated in that weird serious business sense that like i had kind of like foreseen my shop my future shop to be when i was younger like with the whole like business and tattoo artistry yeah so but the big risk is is um you know not not all walk-in shops are like this but a lot of shops to where you can like just instantly you know just go in and get whatever you want usually there might be a reason behind that so like just always check the portfolios yeah check the portfolios and then make sure you like I know a lot of people don't research their artist either. I didn't even research mine when I got mine done. I'm a fucking tattoo artist, you know. I'm like, I wish I would have. I really do. Yeah. No one told me that. Well, all um, my shitty tattoos are from people like I just like walked in and yeah. got tattooed by. I didn't research, and all my good tattoos, mm-hmm. I actually looked up their work. Yeah. So. And I feel bad because like I started off as a walk-in artist. That's the only way I could get business, and I had passion behind every project. Yeah. I did. So not saying other artists won't, because there are some people like right now someone's working twice as hard um as somebody else for the same position including mm-hmm. mine someone's work, working twice as hard to be where i'm at today so it's pretty much like you got to keep up and take what work that you can get so i can get where people are starting off but that's also a good place you know to start is like if you want a fucking infinity sign just like walk-in shop portfolio if it lines up go for it yeah if not don't get upset if it takes a while to find someone you know? right right but instant gratification I think is true a lot of people yeah people really when they want a tattoo they want a tattoo right then and there and Mm -hmm. they don't realize like that can't be possible every time so um 
what is your favorite tattoo that you have on yourself? Ooh, oh, that's always such a good one. Oh my God, I think about this all the time and every time it's fucking different, but the most recent one, let me see here. I would say the one that I can always instantly think about is, so I have lettering on the back of my neck and it says, um, anyone can see the road that they walk on is paved in gold. And it's um, a lyric taken from like some super cheesy 90s song, but I love that fucking song. And um, it's about, I I think it's about running away with somebody and just like saying like, fuck this life, like we're never coming back and kind of just like seeing like no matter where you are, no matter what you walk away from or what you're facing, like anything can be like treasure for you. Yeah, that one is always, always super important. Ooh, I would have to say most recently, it's like more nerdy. Um, there's a show called the Ava- or Avatar: The Last Airbender. And I know that one. You know that's that one of the few shows that I do know that's like not reality TV. Yeah, that, I love that fucking show. So I grew up with that show, and I have the white lotus tile tattooed on me. It's like this little tile from this show, and like what it represents is like. It's like more than you can say in words. Like you have to like watch the whole season. When you see the picture of the white lotus tile, you're like, oh fuck, I get it. I yeah. get it. It's like a weird, like unspoken understanding of um, no matter what you've been through, who you are, what you look like, what separates you from other people. Um, like in the end, like trust is um like a fluent language that can be shared between everybody. everybody. Yeah. So like um the lotus tile is usually given to like a secret member of like groups. Uh, or people that like are honestly made up of friends and severe fucking enemies but the second you pull that lotus tile out and you're just like hey i need your help they're there for you you know so it's like a way of just like um like that unspoken understanding yeah you have my trust and like my love in action if you need it regardless of what we've been through yeah loyalty thing yeah so that one that one's pretty cool i I like like that. that yeah that's awesome so um before I let you go, because we've been talking for like seven days straight. I'm just sure. kidding. <laughs> um, I always ask my guests, um, what is your favorite Britney Spears song? Oh my fucking God. What song isn't my favorite Britney Spears song? Oh, hashtag free fucking Britney. Free I was her. On that shit free dude. her. Oh, from the get-go. You yes. can see hashtags of me like in the comments fighting for her before it blew up. Yeah. Like, I was demanding to see her alive. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it's like blink twice, Brit. If... Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. And then we talked about the eyelash thing, right? Yes. Like, oh my God. Um, I would say Britney Spears' favorite fucking song. Oh my gosh, just listening to her the other day. Hold on, let me. I have to look at the names real quick. Yeah. And there are right answers, by the way. Oh fuck! There's right answers to this. Stressed. Hold on, I need to see. Let me look at the essentials because I know (laughs) now. But now I'm like, ooh, I love it, and I love the VMA performance with the boa constrictor. Oh, was that the one? Yes. Oh, that was the one. Yes. Let me see. I oh, I know all of these. Oh wow, I know all of. Oh god, am I that old? Okay, let me see here. I would have to say, like, the most catchy one that I know is Give Me More, but I don't know. Oh, that's a good one. That's okay. That's one of the right answers. Okay, and then I would say, like, the one that, like, I'll always be able, like, I'll know, like, every fucking word to is, let me see. I'm like, I know those too well. Yeah, so you want to go with Give Me More is your favorite? Give me, give me. That's a great song yeah I like that one. that's that a great a song one. that's a good choice so Caitlin can you shout out your Instagram um okay. handle oh yeah it's super creative it's <laughs> tattoos by Caitlin thought about it for fucking weeks I'm actually glad I got that one but yeah Caitlin had tattoos and you looked and 
you don't have that handle and then um shout out your tiktok one more time oh tattoo shop talk i still don't ever know how to say it right tattoo it sounds like a tongue twister tattoo shop talk but yeah go find her on um instagram and tiktok and um i will post the video of my breast on my instagram at anitude pod so love and light if it's day night wherever you are have a good one okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.